Hey there, I'm Becky, and welcome to Literary Escapes with me, Becky. Thanks for joining me today as we talk about all kinds of great bookish escapes. Today I have the pleasure of talking with author Katie Barrett. If you enjoy romantic comedies that are a little quirky, you're going to want to listen to this one. So let's jump right in. Katie Barrett, welcome to the Literary Escapes podcast. I'm excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. It was exciting to be able to look at your website and see what, what you write, because I love I love romantic comedies. I think they are probably my favorite to read, especially the last couple of years. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, you know, that's the thing. And I've had a lot of people tell me the same thing, that in the last couple of years, they don't want to read anything real heavy. That, you know, it's been such a rough couple of years in so many different ways for so many people. They just want to read something lighthearted that makes them laugh and has a happy ending. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that's romantic comedies. You're guaranteed some fun. You're guaranteed a happy ending. And yeah. Well, all romance has the, the one criteria for romance is it has to have a happy ending. But there's that. so many different kinds of romance out there. You know, there's romance for every possible type of reader not everybody necessarily is looking for laughter but I think in the last couple of years there's a lot of people looking for some laughter there's a lot of us that needed it yep <laughs> I agree <laughs> and I, agree. I like writing it <laughs> well that's awesome so how um how did you get into writing well I've been writing since I was a little kid like, I think I wrote my first something story, like a real story, um, with, of course, myself as the hero. And of course, <laughs> we always are the heroines of our own stories, really, when we you should get down. Be. <laughs> we should be, exactly. I mean, why not? Yes. Uh, it was maybe 10 or 11. Okay. But, you know, this was before um, word processing. Yep. And and I and I say in my bio, the only thing I got out of it was on this finger right <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so from holding that pencil so tightly. But I will tell you that when I was in eighth grade, I had a teacher who I'm sure is not around anymore, Mrs. Chase, who actually wrote on a on a paper that I wrote, someday I expect to read a book book that you wrote. Yay. Um, so I've I've always been a writer, but I never made any kind of serious attempt at it until two things happened. First one was word processing. Yay. <laughs> and that's come a long I, way, I, thankfully. Yes. When I was in high school, I purposely didn't take a typing class because I was afraid if I did, I would automatically get because you have to remember this is back, you know. Um I was afraid I would get permanently slotted as a secretary and right. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be a secretary. And so I just didn't take typing. So I'm a terrible typist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank God for word processing because it knows I'm a terrible typist. And so <laughs> Well, and that's it. My son is a terrible typist and he's, you know, he's 19 years old right now. And, and his theory is that same thing. I don't have to be because it fixes it for me. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's like, you know, and even if it doesn't fix it, it underlines it in blue and says, hey, you better take a look at this one again yeah. because I 
screwed up. <laughs> anyway, so that was the first thing. Um, and I thought, well, this, this is handy. But then I got laid off from my job. Oh. Okay. And this was one of my sort of interim things. I, I Primarily, I've been a financial advisor most of my life, but I had a period of time there where I was still in the same industry, but I wasn't an advisor. I was working on the corporate side. And, you know, on the corporate side, you know, the problem with working on the corporate side, they can lay you off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they don't do that when you're an advisor unless you suck. <laughs> and I know. So. Exactly. Oi. Uh, so that wasn't so good. But anyway, you can only look for a job so many hours in the day. You just you just can't look eight hours a day. Well, there's so only I so many look, jobs out there. So well, correct. And you know, and I did a lot of networking and I called people and got referrals, you know, who can I talk to? But you can just only do that so many hours in the day. And so I decided, you know, what am I am I gonna sit here and watch soap operas? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Um, not into soap operas. So I said, well, you know what? I'll just write a book. So I wrote a book. That's so funny. <laughs> I love it. I know. Huh. You know, and, and I wrote something that was this historical. Um, and so a lot of my time, and this was the other thing that was good because at the time the the internet was just getting going. Okay. Um, and so I could do research, although I did buy some books. Um, I, I chose like, I chose a period nobody's ever going to publish the English civil war. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Goodness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> It'll never get published. Um, but it really developed, um, a love for actually creating a story for me. And so when I went back to work, cause they, they, my company called me back to work. You know, I don't know Crazy. why they bothered laying me off. Um, you know, I my job wasn't a hundred percent time consuming, and so I wrote some more. Nice. Okay. <laughs> that's how I got started. So, the historical didn't get published. And I didn't even try. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was. What... Say again. I guess it wasn't worth trying to publish. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the first books that I've heard that from more than one author. <laughs> the first book's kind of the, um, yeah. Well, you know. here's the thing. You know, we're talking about romantic comedy. Um, and I wrote that historical. And <clears throat> I wrote um, a suspense novel that takes place in the financial industry. but my psyche, unfortunately, no matter how grim the subject is, somehow or other, my sense of humor kind of leaks in. <laughs> and so it's not that good an idea to have something where there's murder and mayhem going on and I'm making a joke. Right, right. <laughs> well, it seems like you've probably found your niche then. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so... From that first historical novel to when you got published, um, which was this year, mm -hmm. what was what was that and how many books were in between? So I have one historical novel that I got within one chapter being done and then didn't finish it. I don't know why. 
It was already done all the hard work. (laughs) I know. I don't know why I didn't finish it. Someday I may. It's a Regency. And I think that's why I didn't finish it is because it was the only Regency idea I ever had. Um, And, you know, when you write Regency, they expect more Regency. They want more. Yeah. Want more, and so I just wasn't sure what the next book could be. Then I wrote two, and these again probably are not publishable. <laughs> okay, I wrote two romantic comedies that are westerns. Okay, mm. but they're not they're not contemporary westerns. They're historical romantic comedy westerns in the 1890s. Um, so I don't think there I don't know that there's a market for that. That's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, they're fun. They're both fun books. The romantic comedies I've written. Okay. Now here's an example of how bizarre my sense of humor is. I finished last year a romantic comedy in the depression. That's a <laughs> <laughs> you find nothing interesting about... time frames to set your yeah, comedies. I love that. Funny about the depression, but I found a lot of humor in it. <laughs> well, you know, I think that it that's one of the gifts in life is to be able to find humor in tough situations and and everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's not the situation so much, although there's certainly parts in there that it is a situation that I've made fun of. It's people. Yeah. People, you know, the world is full of so many strange people. (laughs) Well, thank God for that when you're a writer, right? (laughs) I mean, you know, there's so many people that, that are either purposely funny, but I find the people who are inadvertently funny mm-hmm. just wonderful to write about. So I wrote those three plus the Regency. So what is that? That's four. Um, and then I wrote um, the first of my heart series, which has two follow-up books. Um, and then I wrote a book called Lucky's Lady about a veterinarian who's been married five times. Okay, wow. Um, And then I have a book that I'm working on right now, which fingers crossed, I think I might get a contract on. I'm hoping to hear very shortly. Nice. Um, And if I do, it'll be the first of a series of total six books. Nice. Boy, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be very awesome. I would love that. So it sounds like you are traditionally published. Is that correct? Okay. Um, and, but the the westerns that I told you about, I'm I may self publish those because oh. it's like I said I don't. I, it would be very hard to find a market for them. They're they're really well written. They're fun books. They've got a lot of humor in them. They've got a lot of. Um, pathos is that how you say that word pathos 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 yeah <laughs> I have to look it up um <laughs> you know I mean it all my books have I always intend my books to have a lot of humor but I also want them to have a lot of heart mm-hmm. okay I don't just write for jokes punchline yeah punchline exactly um I I want people to I, I want there to be things in the book that people go oh god that's just awful um oh I just feel for that poor person yeah um you know and then of course I don't dress under sex (laughs) (laughs) yeah you have to have a good story and you have to have good characters I think regardless of what genre you're in correct 
the humor yeah, and, and helps it along, but it shouldn't, you know, it's never going to be the story. Well, it's, it's, you know, as I said, there's a lot of different levels of romance books that range from inspirational up to erotica. Right. And I, I, you know, inspirational is like, my God, they didn't even touch hands. And erotic is just nothing about the sex. And that doesn't appeal to me either. Right. I mean, my books certainly have, certainly are steamy, but my books are very plot heavy. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, almost all my books, for some reason, uh, don't ask me why, almost all my books somehow or other end up having some kind of crime involved. I've noticed that. Yeah. Which is so interesting. That's I, I was telling you earlier, I, I thought when I first started looking through your, your book and your, your blogs and all that, I thought you were a cozy mystery writer and, but you self-identified as romantic comedy. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, I don't, yeah, I mean, wait a minute. <laughs> mysteries don't have any sex in them. Okay, okay. Okay, um, at least, and I read a fair amount of cozy mysteries, always the ones that have to do with, and this, the book that I just have now, if it gets published, you'll see, because um, I make fun of them. <laughs> I make fun of a lot of things. Um, <laughs> cozy, the cozy, there's a lot of different kinds of cozy mysteries, and some of them are like knitting groups and things like right, that. right. But the ones that I like are the ones that have animals involved. And the animals always have magically some kind of extraordinary powers mm -hmm. where they can talk or they can solve crimes or whatever. Right. And I make fun of that in the book, um, in the book that I that I'm working on right now. So like, even though I like to read that genre, mm -hmm. um, it wouldn't be something that I would write um right. because okay. it's because it's um First of all, it doesn't have usually have the level of humor that I like, um, and, and it doesn't have sex. Have sex. Sex, exactly. You know, but there's sexes in a book. I don't know how other people are like the erotica people. They really like books where it's just like real heavy on the sex part. Right. You know, down and dirty, gritty, goes on forever. But most of the people that I know, I don't know how you are. If it goes on too long, I just, I start skipping pages. Yeah, that's how I am. And I, I prefer books that are more plot heavy and yeah. versus, yeah. So yeah, and my mind just sort of works that way, Um, which is one of the reasons I wrote a suspense novel, because it's a mystery. Um, And I, and I have in mind a bunch of others that I could write, but I've just had a lot more interest and success with talking to people about my romantic comedies if I live mm -hmm. long enough maybe I'll try to get my my suspense novels published <laughs> well that's the beauty of self-publishing huh yeah I could yeah that's correct I could do that yeah so so well good luck on that one that's I'm curious to see when all these different things are going to come out because you've got a lot of it's, really interesting it's, thoughts it's all going sitting on in there. a file somewhere you know? I'll get them out in the world <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, let's talk a little bit about the candy papers okay. I that's not a series right it's just a one-off is that it's a, it's a one-off yeah okay okay when so I wrote that when I wrote that um series kind of weren't a things um at all okay okay I mean I that's wrote that year ago. yeah when I went they are really popular right now though they are just very interesting very, very yeah Publishers like them. Readers like them. I like them. Yeah. Okay. I do too. 
but they just, I, I mean, I wrote that book 20 years ago. That's awesome. <laughs> when I, I went to how... send it out, I to go in and add things like the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's>, I was, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Plots are timeless though, for the most part, yeah. right? I mean, uh, that's. Plots don't go away. Humor doesn't go away, but yeah. things like cell phones, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's, that's so interesting. Yeah, that's Go and make it more modern. I love that. So tell us what that book is about. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you, well, actually, I won't tell you how I, why I came up with the idea. It is, it's a little complicated. When, when people say what kind of book is it, what I say to them is it's either a romantic comedy wrapped up in a murder mystery, or it's a murder mystery wrapped up in a romantic comedy. That works. Because I'm quite, not quite sure, but the, but the, the, theme of the book is that Candace, my heroine, is the stepdaughter of a guy who owns a company very much like Godiva Chocolate. Mm. Okay. It's worth okay. worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And her her mother was his was the the guy who owns the company was Fred Jones. Okay. Um, and Candace's mother Wendy was Fred's second wife. Fred was a a serial marrier guy. <laughs> okay, five, five wives. <laughs> okay. okay, but anyway, she she and her when her father or when her stepfather and her mother um, divorced, he she's working for him by that time at the company, and he's always promised that she, when he dies that he will leave her in charge of the company because his son ticked him off by not wanting to work in the chocolate industry and went off and started his own saltwater taffy making empire. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he disinherits his son and tells Candace he's going to leave her the company. Only then she walks in one day and finds him murdered in his Barker lounger. Oh my. Um, and <clears throat> finds out at the reading of the will that he didn't do what he said he left the company to his son Gabe but he left the recipe to, to their chocolate to her oh okay so now they've kind interesting of interesting little assets. twist yep and now the assets are split however when they go to open the the box the lock box where the recipe is hidden it's disappeared so <laughs> the book basically is them having to team up together to see if they can't find the recipe and at the same time try to solve Fred's murder. Right. So that's How the fun. theme of the book. That's awesome. That sounds like a fun one. Well, they're not very good investigators, and that's where the humor comes in. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <They're> really inept. <laughs> that's pretty awesome and this is in new york city is that correct it takes place in new york city correct awesome okay Not so only books this one does okay so some of your other books like the, the one that you're working on now what is that one called it's called the matchler okay and where's that one take place at well he's from new york city it takes place I don't know, like 60 miles away from Tallahassee. Oh, okay. So up north. Okay. Correct. Nice. That's a pretty area. 
That's it's the a very only part of Florida where there's hills. <laughs> Correct. That's exactly. But there's also apparently quite a bit of swampy <laughs> area as well. Yeah, uh, which that's is pretty much all over Florida. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what I understand. And I've been through Tallahassee and I remember Tallahassee, very pretty city. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never spent any significant time there other than just kind of driving through. When I was yeah. a kid, um, my dad was in the army. So when I was a kid, we drove all over the place. Yeah. So the Matchler, what is that one? What's the premise behind that book? The premise behind that is a baseball player who plays in the ma- minor leagues. And I don't know if you know anything about the minor leagues. They make crap money. Okay. I, mean, I believe it. But okay. You couldn't even feed a chipmunk on what they make. Yikes. They make like seven or $8,000 a year and they work really hard. Holy moly. Um, so the reason they do it is they hope to get called up to the majors where then they can actually make a living. Right. <laughs> wow. Um, and so he's been playing in the minors because he wants to get called up, but he makes his money. He's gorgeous. He makes his money modeling. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and he gets called up for a tryout and he gets to try out at a game and while he's there, he asks if he can propose to his girlfriend right before one of the games. You know how they have like, will you marry me on the jumbo? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he asks if he can do that. And they because this may, you know, his, this is his shot. Uh, so they so they said, yeah, sure. Go ahead. So he arranges the whole thing. Only one, fortunately, when the camera's on her, um, she's making out with another guy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so... Oh, he's, I love it. He's so devastated. He blows his shot with the team. Uh-huh. And he loses his modeling career because nobody wants to hire a guy who got dumped on national television. <laughs> oh my. That he's the face of ridicule. Right. Um, so his agent lines him up with the only gig that he can line him up with. A reality game, a reality show called The Matchler, figuring that if he can show the world on this show that he's um, like still hot stuff. Yeah, not a loser. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's like a t- riff on The Bachelor, um, that he'll regain his sex symbol status and he'll be able to get his career back as a model, at least, you know, baseball's done. Um, only unfortunately, the show is a front for drug smuggling. Oh, <laughs> oh that's and he awesome. doesn't fall in love with any of the contestants. He falls in love with this little short, skinny, redheaded girl who is the the girl in charge of who's the set electrician, basically. <laughs> Oh, how funny. I love it. That sounds like well, a fun that's one. That's what it's about. And if, I, and if it gets published and they allow me to write the successive stories, it'll be about some of the uh, contestants on the show. The, the first one I've already started. Fun. And the contestants are kind of bottom of the barrel kind of contestants for the most part. <laughs> so the first one's about the girl who's a mortician. Oh, I love it. That should be interesting. Yeah, it's gonna, it's, it's, I know I, I have a writing group that I belong to. And when I submitted my first chapter, one of the girls didn't say anything for a long time. And then she said, well, 
I don't think I've ever read anything quite like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing, right? <laughs> well, because she, they, they, the police bring in this guy who's dead into the mortuary. Um, they found him in a field naked, dead. Only it turns out when she goes, when she's had him in there a little while and he thaws out that he's not dead. <laughs> well, that's um, an important thing to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but he does have, but he was whacked on the head. So he, now he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't know who he is anymore. He has am amnesia, which is, you know, it's such that's a, a fun trope. trope. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that's a fun one. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's the second book. It'll be and the other ones will be all about ones that are real interesting characters. Awesome. Well, that's fun. I hope that uh hope that yeah, I hope so. the match gets gonna... picked up and <laughs> all of those are forthcoming because that sounds like a really fun series. If not, I'll self-publish, you know. That's exactly right. And uh it's so so nice for authors these days that that's an option. Yeah, yeah, it's not easy. I would, you know, I haven't quite figured out how I would go about it, but I, I do have people that have done it who can help me walk through it and right. figure it out. That's awesome. So, what are you reading right now? Oh, I'm reading. Um, I actually just finished. Well, I'm actually in the middle of reading, um, a Stephanie Plum book, and oh, I I've read fun. three because I somehow or other missed when they came out. I really like the the Stephanie Plum series. Yeah, that's I, I like Janet Ivanovich for she's got mm -hmm. a funny sense of humor yeah, as well. Even I, her non-Stephanie Plum. I have I've bought a lot of her non-Stephanie Plum yeah. books, pre-Stephanie, you know, the uh Plum books. Right. Uh, when she was writing com romantic comedy. Um, yeah. and I buy a lot of those on audiobook so that I can listen to them when I exercise. That's a They're fun way to do it. To what, one of the things that's nice about her books is her books, her writing has a certain cadence, which just lends itself to humor. Right. You know, she writes like, did a, did a, did like that. There's this cadence to her book. Interesting. Okay. When you, when you read it, you'll see what I'm saying. She I'll have to do that. Yeah. She just lets the humor stand for itself in the dialogue. Interesting. I like it. That's funny. So where do you hang out online where readers can hang out with you? Or do you hang out online where readers can <laughs> hang out with you? <laughs> I have my website, you know, katiebarrett.com, which is K-A-T-Y-B-E-R-R-I-T-T. -T. Okay. Okay. And all my blogs are posted there. And my blogs, I don't, I, I bet you read them. I did. Yeah. They were fun. They are fun. Yeah. <laughs> They're a lot of fun. I have my Facebook, which is Katie Barrett author. Okay. Um, and then I just started a newsletter, which goes out once a month. Oh, nice. And I'm trying to get people to sign up for that. The other thing that I'm doing is I just... I'm just about to finish a short story and I'm not a short story writer because plots take time. Right. To unfold. Yeah. Um, be able to do it in like 30,000 words or less is mm -hmm. impressive. Yeah. It's not easy. You know, usually when you find like novellas and short stories, they're not very plot heavy. They're usually yeah. very simple. Boy meets girl, girl and boy have fight. Moves pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> boy and girl makeup kind of stories. Not a not a lot of plot going on. Um, and so I, you know, and my mind just thinks plot. Um, but there's this thing, I don't know if you're familiar with it, called Book Funnel. I've heard of it. Yeah. Not sure yeah, exactly what it is. Um, I just learned about it, but it's apparently this device where you can get subscribers to your newsletter so that you can turn them on more to what's going on, you know, with new publishing. And gotcha. stuff like that. Okay. But you have to, in order to get people to sign up for your newsletter, you kind of have to offer them something for free. Gotcha. Um, and I could offer them a couple chapters from the candy capers, which I may do eventually, but I decided to just go ahead and write a short story. Um, and so I'm thinking I should be done with that. Um, knock on wood, uh, depends on what happens with the matchler situation. Right. Uh, I should be done with that. I'm, you know, actually maybe today, uh, awesome. and then I'll send that out shortly and see if I can get some more people to subscribe to my newsletter. Excellent. Well, I will put a link to your website, your Facebook page, and, um, your newsletter is on the website, right? Pretty sure there's a thing for the newsletter. Okay. Well, Katie, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun talking to you. Thanks for joining me today on the Literary Escape Podcast. If you enjoy hearing the behind the book story, then join me in the Literary Escape Society. We're a community of travelers who love books, or maybe book lovers who love to travel. Either way, if you need an escape, a literary escape, come join us as we read our way around the world together, one book at a time. Check out the show notes to learn more about the Literary Escape Society. And we'll see you next time on the next episode.